Open fire. Now that I have your attention. Welcome to the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to... The Chiss Ascendancy. Wow, I bet you haven't heard that one in a hot minute, huh? Yeah, you thought it would never happen, but you can suck it, you doubters. <laughs> Alright, well, we got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, me and the Sam Man mm. are back together. We're up, uh, we're at... I don't even freaking... Where, where are we? Mason, Mason Texas. Mason, Texas. Uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, so, first of all, let's get into it. I'm bald. <laughs> so before you had questions, yes, I shaved my head. It was for a good cause. Um, but today, since it's Thanksgiving, we wanted to do a video. I put a little short list together, but Samuel was, was on the premises. And mm-hmm. so I would be doing all of us a disservice if I didn't yeah. uh, have Samo on. We're not together so much anymore. So. Yeah. It's nice exactly. to get this going. It's nice to get this going. Um, but since it's Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. obviously by the time editing and everything happens, this may very well be Black <laughs> Friday, but it is what it is. Um, but the title of this video is uh, 10 Star Wars Things That I'm Thankful For. Okay. And so at any moment, feel free to chime in, and we're just going to go down the list from 10 to 1. Okay. All right? Uh, number one, the Star Wars trading card game. Star Wars, oh my god. So this is, some of these are real serious, and some of them are, you know, yeah, sillier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- well, I think it was the Star Wars trading card game that um, was responsible for me having that sticker of Anakin Skywalker that I put on the inside of my closet. That we stayed, could not get I out. I couldn't get it off. I couldn't get it off. I tried. I tried a razor blade. I tried a uh, gooby gone. Your and, fist. And <laughs> that was a different section of the closet <laughs> wall, which I did come back and repair. You I did would like fix. A, you I did take I would, I would like that on the record. Um, yeah, so you know when you're moving and your parents are like, all right, all the freaking tack holes, all the Oreos you've shoved in the wall or whatever the freak, you know, clean that up. And so, ch- we, the only person who had ever lived in that room was me. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it was my room. And so, you know, I had a ton of uh, <laughs> posters from Slam Magazine. They would give you a poster and every month they would be like, do you want to have a picture of Tracy McGrady or Steve Francis? And I'm like, I'm from Houston, but I'm not, you know, retarded either. I'm going to go and put Tracy McGrady on there. And so I had all these posters that I would pull up the wall and be like, there goes a triangle of paint. And so we had to fix all that stuff. And the only thing that really the only thing you had was to wrong, fix. Was this, and, and I left it. You know what? Yeah. I left it. Never took it off. And so. the codes are better for it. You know? I'll tell you that right now. I bet they don't even know it's there. If I had to, if I had to wager, I would say they don't know it's there. You're probably right. Yeah. But the uh, the Star Wars trading card game um, for Thanksgiving, I put out that post with some of those custom yeah. uh, Star Wars cards. The Marcian Row was brilliant. I loved it so much. I put the little cadence there. Yeah. <laughs> I tagged Mark Thompson on Twitter, and he liked it. But, I loved it. Um, the, the feigning compliance part really, really got me. Yeah. It was very Marcian. I wanted to put, like, so much detail in there, um, like, uh, then control your enemy, and then put, you know, and then explode your face. Love you, Kasif, <laughs> or something like that. But I only had so much space, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. before you couldn't read it. Um, but the Star Wars trading card game was something that we bonded over. Um, well, there's a story behind the Star Wars trading card it's game, the actually. the smallest dice I've ever owned. It's true. Tiny, tiny little die. So before episode, episode two was the one that we really bonded over. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I was, what, four years old when episode one came out? Yeah. So. You so know, by the time episode two came out, it was seven. There's a big right. difference. There. There's a big difference. But when episode one came out, it was um, Jedi Knights, I think was the name of the whatever. And I was, um, 
I was collecting these cards, mm -hmm. and there was a place by the mail, P.O. Box, whatever we'd go to, in Kingwood, Texas, that it was a sports card store. But of course, Star Wars, anytime Star right. Wars comes out, you have Star Wars stuff. So they had the Star Wars trading card game, and I bought some cards. Mm -hmm. And I had a Battle Droid, some Nymoidians. You know, I think about it, and I was like, we never learned how to play the game, but I sure freaking loved those cards. Yeah, yeah. It would just like, be this like, this one's shiny, so it's better. Yeah, I would be <laughs> like, well, this Count Dooku has a star. <laughs> <laughs> so he wins. <laughs> Your Count Dooku can suck it. Yeah, so the funny thing was, I... Uh, I don't know what happened, but you know how your, you know, I don't want to say your mom. Our mom goes through stuff just like randomly. So she throws Ugh, away. She saw the dark side cards. She throws away the dark side cards. You want to know why, guys? You want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because Darth Maul was on the back of the <laughs> card. I think I've told this story before. And mom feels about uh, Darth Maul like uh, Bobby Boucher's mom feels about foosball. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> She freaking threw it away, and I was crying. I was like, but the droids. And she's like, you might throw away your good guys, too. And so, anyways. But my love never stopped, and I, since then, I remember on an episode recently, I had a fat stack of cards. I don't even know where they are now. They're just in the freaking Somewhere. ether of my house. But the Star Wars trading card game, it's kind of silly, but I love it. And I wish that they would have kept making them for, like, The Force Awakens. It would have been cool. I would have loved a Kylo Ren, Supreme Leader yeah. Snoke. I would have loved Mandalorian, you know, mm. Thrawn's coming out and stuff like that. Speaking of Mandalorian, yes. uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, what's her name in The Mandalorian? The chick from, uh, she she plays a role in the in the Christmas film, Elf, mm -hmm. uh, which my mom forced us to watch today uh, on, at gunpoint. And, uh, not really, sorry. Uh, but we were like, is that the, the chick from Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the, gr also the girl the, on Tatooine. Yeah, also the grandma from Raising Hope. She cool was lady. just so nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's number 10. I'm going to try to keep this one yeah. a little short and sweet, okay? Right, let's run it. Number nine, Bosk. I just love Bosk. Bosk was my favorite bounty hunter for a number of years until yep. I was uh, introduced to my, my homeboy, Embo. Yep. Who stole my heart. So um, I just think that any time I see Bosk, I'm never let down. Yeah, like, he's a cool In the Clone man. Wars, there's that episode where... There's the train heist, and they're trying to steal. I don't remember what they're trying to do, but they're trying to steal somebody. They're trying to deliver something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and being a person. Bosk falls off the train, and he falls and stops himself from falling by put, digging his claws in the ground, and he goes, ah! And I was like, classic boss, delivering. Um, Bosk in the... Uh, in um, From a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, my gosh. What a great, Fantastic. great story. Probably one of the better stories from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I think that's my favorite one. By and large, that book was a downgrade from episode four. Agree. Um, but a few of them really stuck Which out. Which is disappointing because I, I mean, I think everybody loves Empire. Yeah. I think they were just trying to force a little too much yeah. stuff. A lot but of hope. Jackson still delivered. I have a student named Jackson. Oh, really? Like, every time I was like, hey, Jackson, in my mind, I'm like, Jackson. You should just start <laughs> calling him that. <laughs> I think I could get it started. I really could. I had a different student. His name is Sean, and mm -hmm. he works at Jimmy John's, and I started calling him Jimmy Sean's. <laughs> half an hour. Everybody that Jimmy Sean's. Everybody that known him his whole life started calling him Jimmy Sean's. So That's I think so cool. I get Jackson. Uh, okay, so Bosk is just a classic. 
And Bosk kind of carries, one of the reasons I love Bosk, carries over into uh, number eight, which is The Bounty Hunter Wars by K.W. Jeter. Mm. Kudar Mubad. That's, that's Old buddy. It's the only thing I think about um, that entire. So <laughs> The Bounty Hunter Wars, by and large, not a great read. It's not fantastic. Um, but. It feels a little bit like fanfic. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But that was what introduced me to Star Wars literature. Mm. So it opened the door to a. A larger world, and so I Bosk in that story was like him and Boba were like the worst of inter- enemies. Like mm-hmm. you know, there was Crate's Claw from certain point of view yeah. Empire, where it was like Dingar. Do, do we know if we're gonna see Bosk at all in uh, Book of Boba Fett? It's rumored, but it's not been confirmed. Oh, I want it bad. Um, but ever since uh, Bounty Hunter Wars by K.W. Jeter, in my mind, Boba Fett's always escaped the Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, that was my, I would just always put that on, like, my header, like, on Twitter or Facebook or anything about me. Boba Fett survived the star. Yeah. Like. So, that's the crazy thing, is that even before is, it was... Do you know what mine is? No. <laughs> it's, I don't like sand. It's oh, it's, yeah, I did see that. It's everywhere. <laughs> but, um... Not like you. Ever since, yep, yeah, I am coarse and rough right now. But, uh... Bosk and the style of Boba Fett from that trilogy has always just kind of carried over. Mm-hmm. So when Bosk was defending Boba in Clone Wars, I was like, this isn't accurate. K.W. Jeter yeah. says otherwise. A very formative series for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely formed my mind around. And it turns out that by the War of the Bounty Hunters comic series, mm-hmm. Boba and Bosk are rivals. Mm-hmm. And so the Bounty Hunter Wars by K.W. Jeter, I remember... It was not always cool to be a Star Wars fan. And I remember being in Miss Quiring's class at Oof. NCA. Uh, uh, shoot, what's her name now? That's not her name anymore. She got married. I think she passed away as well. True story. So you, Miss Q. She was awesome, though. She was, and she would And she would do a deer day, drop everything and read, and be like, all right, today we're just... She kind of sounded like Miss Doubtfire. So she'd be like, today we're just going to read. Um, she wasn't from uh, England. She's from Canada, but... yeah. To a fifth grader, that nuance—they're all the uh, same. Yeah, you're not American, but anyways, uh, I was like, "Do I need to read a, uh, you know, a school book or whatever?" She's like, "No, just read something," and that was so cool. And so I was like, "All right, well, the Mandalorian armor by KW Jeter. Don't mind if I do." And uh, so people were like giving me grief, like, "Oh, you read a Star Wars book?" And now it's cool, and I know more than everybody else. So I stuck to my guns. Um, this next one doesn't really need any explanation. Figures. <laughs> Star Wars collecting is a huge part of uh, of Star Wars as a whole. Always I just love has the action been. figures. Your love for Brahms really took a hit. Oh. The loss of Boba Fett. Brahms! Yeah. For those of you who weren't there uh, 17 years ago. It was ago. a long time. It was a long time. No, it was longer than that. It was probably 20 years 20 ago. Years ago. Good God. Uh, we are old. Uh, Josiah had a Boba Fett. Power of the Force, Boba Fett. Yeah, and he detachable jetpack. <laughs> dropped it through the safety mesh in like the playground at a Brahms. And now that I'm an adult, I realize how easy it would have been for the Brahms worker to help me get my toy back. Wouldn't do it. So guess what? If they are in a house fire, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> the safety net. I can't. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's a long story. It's yeah. a long. You know, I can talk about figures for hours. But Star Wars action figures is has introduced me to some of my best friends. So that's really cool. Um, so that's 10, 9, 8, 7. Um, number six, Star Wars Ooh, Battlefront 2. Not the new one. October 31st, 2005. Wow. Um, that, uh, 
I mean, imagine. I can't even tell you how many hours of my life. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith and Star Wars Battlefront Two comes out in the same year. Um, I remember we were playing the going back and forth between Battlefront Two and the Star Wars Episode Three game. Oh yeah, yeah. And if there's ever those sad, lonely nights that I couldn't cut off Dooku's hand and I kept getting beat as Anakin Skywalker, I would just slip Battlefront Two in there. (laughs) Um, And again, the friendships formed through Star Wars. Um, growing up, one of my best friends, probably my best friend in high school, especially late middle school, early high school before he moved, um, Taylor Anderson, who was my youth pastor's son. We went to Africa together for like five or six weeks on a missions trip. So we have this crazy bond. And he was one of those guys that, and of course you were close enough in age that mm. we were all three friends and um, just throwing stuff at each other's no-no squares, just trying to hit each other in the... I was thinking about that, and I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> and then you said throw, and I was like, oh, he's going for it. Yeah, literally a foam bow and arrow, and we're like, hold still. And we would hold still. We would literally be like, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. He was far and away the worst at that game. Yeah, well, he we didn't tell him. His, his aim was whack. Um, but Taylor... I'm like, oh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> All right, hold still. But Taylor's like still one of my best friends, yeah. and he's one of those guys that I check up on. I'm texting. Mm-hmm. He's the, you know Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, like all those things. Um, and he was one of those guys that we were either at his house or he was at our house mm-hmm. every weekend. And whether it was at his house or he put it in a duffel and brought it over, <laughs> that glorious old original Xbox <laughs> with Star Wars it? Battlefront Two. Oh, and I'll never forget when I got my '66 uh, Frenzy. And I started off with a freaking yeah. You start off with the elite, elite rifle. Battle rifle, killer. That's good All time. right, number five. Uh, this one's more for me than for you. Okay. But yeah, I am for grateful you. for Miss Karen Travis, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Karen tell Travis. Us why. Uh, I am. I'm going to. That's the whole point of the show, really. Uh, Karen Travis. We're not even going to talk about the other four reasons, actually. Uh, We're not thankful <laughs> for Karen Travis. Karen Travis authored the Republic Commando novels. Mm. Um, which are some of the best Star Wars books of all time. And here's the other thing. And a, and a third of the... Uh, yeah, the Legacy of the Force yeah. series. Um, so the F- Clone Wars, one of the number one things, if you ask a hardcore Clone Wars fan, what's the best thing about Clone Wars? The clones. The clones. Yeah, easily. It's the, it's the giving them a persona beyond that robotic, yes, sir, yeah. from episode two. It's They're not just robots with flesh on. Mm. You know, they they have personalities. And yeah. in the very first episode of Clone Wars, they all are talking to Yoda. And they're like, oh, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. Like, to me, I see you differently mm-hmm. because of the Force. But before, you know, obviously Dave Filoni felt that way and mm-hmm. was in the works. But before that was a public, publicated, you know, mm-hmm. out in the open thing, Karen Travis was writing the Republic Commando novels talking about how the clones deserve to have a family and yeah. the richness of the Mandalorian culture. Yeah. I would say she probably paved a lot of the way for what we've yeah. had batch now. And, and exactly. And mm. what, that's, what's so crazy is that now the two greatest things on our horizon, as far as star Wars goes is the book of Boba Fett coming out mm. in December, Mandalorian season three. And I know we've got a soaking Kenobi, but I'm saying as far as what's been sustaining us since episode yeah. nine, Bad Batch, I'm Rebirth of the so Clone Wars, Mando though. Season 3, then they announced the Book of Boba Fett before we really got any news on Ahsoka and things. Yeah. And all of that really is built around, we want more Clone Wars because we love these troopers and they deserve to have their story told. We love the Bad Batch, we want to see what happens to them at, you know, mm-hmm. post-Order 66. And all of that stuff, 
really for me started with the Republic Commando series by Karen Travis. Mm -hmm. And then her third of the Legacy of the Force series, she was supposed to go into the Fate of the Jedi series, but her and Lucasfilm got off to a rocky relationship, which really sucks because I think Christy Golden did a great job. I would have loved, obviously, for Karen Travis to get that gig. But the fleshing out of Boba Fett, the fleshing out of the Republic Commandos, their relationship to the Jedi. Yeah, Karen all Travis of those was things. the first Star Wars art author that I knew by name because she was so influential for you. Mm-hmm. It was like the only. I mean, I didn't get. I actually didn't get into Star Wars literature until I was right in college. What was so crazy is, um, there's there's. But four, I knew Karen Travis. Yeah. There's four Star Wars Republic Commando novels, and then technically there's an Imperial Commando novel. Mm-hmm. So it's um, Hard Contact, Triple Zero, True Colors, Order 66, and then Imperial Commando 501st. And there was supposed to be a sixth book before everything hit yeah. the fan with her. But what she's so cool about is she wrote like a short little thing, and it's on Wikipedia now mm-hmm. if you look it up today. And it's here's what would have happened in that sixth book. So she's just the best. She's a gem. And I would love if you're listening, if you're one of the 35 people that are watching this video, Lucasfilm (laughs) uh, or Delray, get Karen Travis back in the fold. Uh, All right, that's number five. Number four, we talked about a little bit, but Clone Wars. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and fold within this um, because it's not on this list. and It should be uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. You know, he's a gem. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Every once in a while, I'll think about a one-liner from Kenobi, particularly in the Clone Wars, and I'm like, that's just a fantastic bit of snark. Yeah. I uh, had a hilarious... If you guys don't follow me on Twitter, it's probably for the best. But uh, I had a hilarious (laughs) Star Wars meme that I made while I was uh, was driving. And if you're familiar with this scene from Star Wars, it's a... Episode 2. It's a perfectly formed joke. Um, because of the gift that I use, but yeah. I said when somebody passes you on the highway only to get stuck behind the person that you're stuck behind, and then Kenobi looks up at his handcuffs and he goes, good job. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's a treasure. The snark of episode two <laughs> Obi-Wan is unmatched. It's unparalleled. Um, but number number four on my list, mm-hmm. which coincides with what you just said, mm-hmm. is Clone Wars. Yeah. And Clone Wars... Which for me really is just, it's more Kenobi content. Sure, Yeah. It, but it just fleshes yeah. out all these characters. Oh, it's I so mean, beautiful. I remember I got made Plo fun of in college. Be? Yeah. Who would Plo Koon be if it was not for Clone Wars? I made. I, got, I remember I was watching it in college, and I think it's like the third or fourth time I'd watched it. Yeah. And uh, somebody's like, you're watching the Star Wars cartoon? And I was like, oh, you ignorant swine. You ignorant, I was like, uncultured swine. I don't know. I think one of the big – he was also like a big prequels hater, and I was like, all right, I'm going to make you feel bad twice. Yeah, this guy – this uh, this guy's uncultured. That's what that <laughs> but is. I was like, all the things that you have a problem with about the prequels, let me introduce the Clone Wars. And yeah. And you love them both. Yeah, exactly. I think so it, I think it does a lot. Clone for Star Wars, Wars we can general, talk about it, yeah. for an hour, but oh, it's uh, – dude, Child's it's play. so good. And – um, Clone Wars also brought about Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. who is George Lucas Jr. And if I don't know if you've gotten to see it yet, but Under the Helmet, the new Boba Fett documentary no, they put on, on a Disney Plus, <clears throat> there's a moment where obviously Dave's a little bit older now, mm-hmm. and he's talking, and I'm like, oh my god, his his beard's getting a little bit more gray, his hair's swept back a little bit more gray, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> he really is the Boba to George's Django. <laughs> Um, I love it. Number three, this is a two-parter. Okay. Yes. But on both. I want to give a shout-out. I want to give a special shout-out right in this moment to Mr. Mark Thompson and Jonathan Davis. Mm. These, these are two guys. Where would we be guys. without Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan? Oh, my God. 
these are two guys that I am so thankful for this uh, holiday season uh, because I there's other there's other audiobook readers yeah. and that's and they, and other people there do a great are job. There other ones, but there are not other. They ones. they do a great job, but <clears throat> Star Wars literature would not be for me what it is Dude, if it weren't not for these close. two guys. I uh, was driving down and I have not gotten as deep into greater good as mm. I would have liked to. Yeah. Or it's lesser evil now. It's the third part. Yes, lesser evil. Lesser evil. And uh, I've been saving it for the drive that I had down here because it's like seven and a half, eight hours for me. And so the book always makes it go so much faster and I would be able to get, you know, really, really get into it. And uh, he's doing the intro and he says, Chis and then to myself, I went, podcast. <laughs> I just, you know, I was like, yeah. I was just so smug about it. I just brought a smile to my face hearing that. I, I was thinking... It. How much legal trouble can I get into if I just rip the first 30 seconds of this where he describes the ascendancy and that's just the podcast in, uh, intro. But um, Mark Thompson is the guy who did the whole Legacy of the Force series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he is he is Star Wars. He's the voice of Star Wars. Yeah, he's my first he's my first audiobook guy. Um, he does the the intro piece. I know we've put a couple of extra little new things in the beginning mm-hmm. of the podcast, but the longer intro with mm-hmm. the cool music and, you know, welcome to the Chiss Ascendancy. That's Mark Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, super easy to talk to, super likable, lovable guy. Yeah. And then Jonathan Davis did Darth Bane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done <laughs> other things too, but good night. Yeah, he did Darth Bane. Darth Bane. Uh, he's just a fantastic uh, Quite gone. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't read Master and Apprentice, I always suggest audiobooks to people that can't, they're like, I can't get into it. I can't I, read. I can't read. I'm like, all right, let me introduce you to this this beautiful thing called an audiobook. Elmer, no, it's Spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> okay, so number three is a combo. Mark Thompson, Jonathan Davis. Love them just Love them to just death. Just gems. Just bless those guys to death. Bless those guys to death. All right, number two, stories beyond the screen. Um, what I mean by that is books, comics. I, I even include um, just stuff beyond the movies. Well, even talk about freaking all of the High Republic would yeah. not exist. Exactly. Um, some of my favorite Star Wars stories that are contained only in books wouldn't exist. Right. You know? And I think, you know, stories, now that characters. Disney Plus is kind of, I wouldn't count Mandalorian as separate from the screen, especially mm. during COVID when that was coming out. Mm. And that was kind of your only form of entertainment Star Wars wise. But beyond the major live-action shows, mm-hmm. I mean, Clone Wars has done more for character development than any singular film ever has or could. Yeah. Um, authors like Timothy Zahn, Bless you know. Bless that guy to death. Put him on Like I said, Karen Travis. Yeah. You know, some of those things. This list could have been 50 things long. Oh, yeah. No, easy. Um, but the stories beyond the screen turn the average Star Wars fan into the super fan. Mm-hmm. Stories beyond the screen are really yeah. the some of the best parts of Star Wars. So Obviously, a, uh, episode four, five, and six, that's going to be the lightning in the bottle yeah. that's never recreated. And I don't need it to be recreated to love what comes out from Star Wars. But by and large, my favorite stories are actually things that mm-hmm. happened in a book yeah. or in a comic. I had a, a, a trade-off deal. Uh, one of my really good friends, Shelby, she wanted me to watch this show, and I was like, it looks boring. But she really wanted me to watch it. And so I said, all right, for every season I get through, you have to read a Star Wars book. Uh, and I think okay. I negotiated it up to three books a season. Oh, snap. And so I gave her a list of like ten books. Yeah. And Do trilogies uh, count as one or a book? 
No, I only gave her the first book of each trilogy that I wanted her to read because I was like, if she reads the first one, no way she doesn't read two and three. And so she got it in like to like her first couple books, and she's like, "What have you done to me?" <laughs> so now she's like one of the biggest Star Wars readers I know. But it's Dope. like it's so easy to get into once yeah. you just get your feet wet. I think. Oh, it's, for sure. It's all. It's just it absorbs you. You know what I oh, mean? Oh man, like you want it? You just want more Star Wars. Well, that's the thing is, I was thinking back to. Um, when I was doing the, the Raul Rasheen mm-hmm. character spotlight, I was kind of looking for content as far as pictures through the Heir to the Empire uh, comic. And I was like, this is some good stuff. This is some <laughs> juicy stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, I need to go back and re-listen to that yeah. or re-watch that yeah, or re-whatever, yeah. you know? So Stories Beyond the Screen really... What take... an imaginative character, by the way. Oh, you my gosh. I mean? you, and it, it's, you know, Obi-Wan tells Luke, you've taken your first step into a larger world. Yeah. And you can like Star Wars... But once you get past mm-hmm. the initial just, I only watch Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Obviously, some of the greatest characters of all time. Let me introduce you to Thrawn. <laughs> Let me introduce you to Martian Rowe. Let me oh, introduce yeah. you to some of those characters, you know. Um, Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, okay, the number one thing. And it's the worst thing about Star Wars, but it's also the best thing about Star Wars. And it's the Star Wars community. I knew you were going to say it. I didn't even read it. And I was like, Star Wars fans, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst thing because... You know, there's some so-and-so there's out there. The, the people that rise to the top. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know. And, it's, and YouTube is clickbait. So it's, you know, Star Wars finally fires Disney or whatever yeah. the freak, you know. And it's like those type of things are always going to get a million clicks or whatever. And that's fine. We're not here. You know, if we ended up becoming a big channel and making money off of it or whatever, obviously that'd be awesome. But I'm just here to talk about Star Wars with my friends. I love Star Wars. And some of my best friends, and this is a, a shout out to, uh, there was an Instagram live with a guy on Instagram called Findor Moon. His real name is Finn Clay. Um, but he said, um, I've got friends that I had back in the day that I still talk to, but some of the people that I reach out to the most are the Star Wars fans I've made through toy photography. Yeah. And uh, he was saying, when a trailer drops, the first person I'm looking to is what is Josiah from Fed Ventures going to say? And just little stuff like that. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I felt I felt that was so cool. But, um, you know, Star Wars is such a community builder. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when Star Wars first came out, there was such a respect for each other. And there was such a, a love that spread because mm-hmm. you could have nothing in common except for. Have you seen Star Wars yet? You know, mm-hmm. back in 1977. And that was, I mean, going back to uh, to that 70s show when Red Foreman's like, God, this dumb, blah, blah, blah. They finally convinced Red Foreman to go to the theater. And he was like, how are they doing this? <laughs> He's like so taken aback by the greatness of Star Wars. It. And, um, you know, I have friends that I talk to every day that I've met through work or through church or through mm-hmm. Bible school. And those are, those are some of my best friends. But it just so happens that the ones that I'm closest to from that group, often we talk about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been to Galaxy's Edge. Me and you, obviously, we're going to talk about life and everything going on. But anything Star Wars that comes out, whoever sees it first, we send it to about. the other person. Yeah. Or we're sending it in the group with Adam. 
Um, and then I have people that I never would have met if it were not for my Star Wars Instagram. Uh, guys like my friend Brandon, uh, skeleton astronaut on Instagram, an amazing toy photographer that I talk to all the time. Um, guys like Ricardo, who's a galaxy nearby, who has, you know, he, he works in Hollywood and he does color correction for, for movies and TV shows and stuff. And, and I'll tell him, Hey, what do you think about this video? And he'll tell me the harsh truth about it needing a little something extra, but I never would have met these guys if it was not for Star Wars. And so the Star Wars community gets a bad rap, but all in all, if you get past that, that surface tension and you find yourself a good Star Wars friend, the chances are it's a friend for life. And that's why mm-hmm. it's the number one thing I'm thankful for in the Star Wars uh, world is the community. Mm-hmm. So By those are way, 10 things. If you haven't started Lesser Evil yet. You got to get on it. This is, the I think, so far the most compelling book in this particular trilogy. Yeah, um, I would agree. I'm, I'm absolutely. I'm very it. interested to see where it goes. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I haven't found a book this captivating in a while from start to finish. Usually it feels like a little bit of work or a little bit of build up. Mm-hmm. And I've just been so dialed yeah. in the whole time i agree if you the listen super- to audiobooks the prologue itself is an hour long i was like oh tim <laughs> i was like all right we're making barn good time. burner from was, tim's on i was driving and, and then i was like all right we've been we've been going at it for a while we must be pretty far in. and then he goes chapter, chapter one. one and i was like what the balls <laughs> 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 what is going on and i was like we're a full hour like yeah. my cart tells me how long i've been yeah. listening but uh, I love I love every freaking. It's gonna be of it. great. It's gonna be great. So thank you guys for tuning in. Those are ten things that we love about Star Wars, mm. and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, if we missed anything, or if there was anything there, like what about this thing? Please sound off in the in the comments section. Yeah, of course, you know the the gist of the end of every video. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, make us rich and famous, <laughs> and uh, make remember us, make us wealthy and affluent beyond our wildest <laughs> dreams. You know, please, it's in your hands. Remember that the force will be with you always. The only family you have here is me. Not the sound effect. Catch you guys next time.